When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Rock him Welcome to the Depth Chart Podcast. My name is Freddie Maggard. I'm joined by Nick Roush in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we're here for SEC Media Days, thanks to our good friends at Morgan & Morgan. For the people. For the people. Pound Law says it all. Yeah. And uh, without their uh, support, we we wouldn't be able to be here, Nick. So I'm very grateful, and I'm happy uh, that, that we have partnered with Morgan & Morgan and able to uh, uh, spend our first day at SEC mm-hmm. Media Days. I'll be honest with you, I got lost this morning. It's a little different than Hoover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's spread out all over the place. And, yeah, uh, we're I've, in a couple different buildings. There's escalators. Yeah, yeah there's four walkways. escalators. Walkway, you got to go over to the Football Hall of Fame, College Football Hall of Fame, which is awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. And uh, overall – uh, I really didn't understand much the commissioner was saying. I mean, I, it was a lot of words that I didn't know how to spell, so I didn't tweet it. Uh, but what was your take from the commissioner, Nick? He uh, he was very much – He danced around NIL, I think, right? He did, um, yeah. and he also was like – I mean, the words he used were it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but we're just going to have to kind of get used to it. Yeah. The big thing, my big takeaway was uh, there was a lot of shots directed at the Big Ten. Yeah. And, you know, he said, expansion, it, we're not going to do this just because we feel pressured to. We're, it's not going to be just a response to somebody else's actions, whereas that's what he views the Big Ten as. And he very he made it very clear that we made uh, we have a contiguous southeast quadrant. We're renewing rivalries. It's geographic. <laughs> As much as it can be geographical based, uh, with like-minded institutions, okay, we're not just going to go grabbing some schools just because like we feel like we need to. The only thing I got of it, out of it is I liked when he said we are a super league. Yeah, they asked, "Is this? Are we going towards super conferences? We are a super league. Yeah, he's just like we already are. Yeah, three national championships in a row with three yeah. different teams. Six teams since 1996, 98. Mm-hmm. Six SEC teams have won a national championship. Six different ones. Yeah, six different and, teams. And I think in the playoff era. There's been more SEC teams win it than any other conference. Yeah. Like the rest of them combined. It's yeah. like Clemson and then Ohio State and then three different SEC teams. This is a super conference. Mm-hmm. No doubt about and it. And whatever the SEC does, the rest of the country is going to follow because the year 2025, the SEC will, I, don't quote me on this, 
Oh, we'll quote you because he he, he it'll went, make more money in the NCAA. So we're going to do what we want to do. He he also right? said, "I'm not talking for him. I'm talking for me." Yeah, yeah. He he also said, "I remember last year when all the stuff with Texas and Oklahoma broke." Yeah. The the journos were like, "Well, why would they wait? They they would just move on." And he said pretty clearly, when asked if they'd move sooner, "Well, that's between Texas and Oklahoma and the Big 12. Yeah. And uh, as we've learned with the ACC and a lot of other schools, breaking those grant of rights, it's a lot more difficult than it may seem. Yeah, it is. And and I think that's the direction. I think eventually we're going to go to college football will be two conferences. It'll be much like the AFC and the NFC, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the ACC is going to somehow fold into one of, one of them. The Big Twelve, certain teams will fold into it, and then mm-hmm. you're going to have two two conferences. Yeah, or Whatever it'll be the, like you have two conferences and then the Junior League. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah but yeah. but the two conferences that are going to be playing for championships, right? Is going to be are going to be the well, Big Ten, whatever they are, they're called, and the SEC, whatever it's called, and that's that's the way it's going to be. The other the other big takeaway I had was when talking about <clears throat> college football playoff expansion, that ticked Greg Sankey off. Last yeah, year. when he had everything set up, he felt like, all right, we're going to make some reasonable concessions. We'll we'll let you have some automatic qualifiers. We'll do that for half the teams. Even we'll make sure everybody gets a seat at the table. That's off the table now. Yeah, he's not going to make any concessions. It's going to go around. You're not guaranteed automatic qualifiers. And his point was, if we're doing automatic qualifiers in 2014, that would have been the number 20th team in the country instead of the eighth ranked team. Why? Why would we make it worse just to make it possible? Like so, that, that's, yeah. that's irrelevant. Going- so the next go around, the SEC's putting its foot down yeah. in some of these talks. I mean, just look at the SEC how it's going to look. Like it is now, plus Texas and Oklahoma. The Big Ten, like it is now, plus UCLA and USC. You're telling me that the winner of the Big 12 is the equivalent of the winner of those two conferences? Yeah, no. That's ridiculous. I liked today, and we'll get into specific coaches here in a a minute. I liked how I didn't really pay that much attention to Drinkwitz. I'll, I'll just be up front with that. But I was just steaming. Brian, I was just steaming over there. That guy. Brian Kelly and Lane Kiffin both addressed and didn't address the NIL issues. I think Kiffin was more up front and, forth, and, and forthcoming about it. But <laughs> Somebody asked him, how are you good at nil? Well, you got good boosters. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they both – I mean, I think every coach is going to come back to this statement. But the coaches aren't involved. That that's you know. Yeah, they're, they're very clear. Like, hey, it's and not Kiffin up to had us. to circle back to say, we're not involved. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's going to be a question that is danced around, danced on, and and, and dissected a hundred different ways. But I I don't know this. What what's going on now is not sustainable. I agree with Kiffin that. It's going to be like college if it, if it continues like today. It's going to be like the Major League Baseball. Who's good? The Yankees, Dodgers, a few others. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they can spend all that money. You know, there's no salary cap, or if there is, I don't know what it. Is. You know what I mean? Whoever has the most money is going to win the most games. Pretty much the way if college football continues now, as it is, it, it, it continues as it is now. There's going to be a few teams spending the most money with with name, image, and likeness doing recruiting, and that, that's what you're going to get. Let's break these two down. There were, there were three coaches. We're going to talk about two mainly. Brian Kelly. I, I didn't want to like him, Nick, but I did. Um, I thought he was. I thought he was good. Uh, 
you know, we can all make fun of him for his accent, for the recruiting videos. But if you're doing that, you're trying. I, I think he's I think he's really trying. And you showed me that that information about him. Three time national college coach of the year, has won all these games. Uh I really didn't look at him that way until you showed me that. And mm-hmm. and I, I have much more yeah. respect for him now. He's the the last person to change jobs with as many wins was Pop Warner. Yeah. So <laughs> he's he's won a lot of football games. Yeah. I don't think he's in over his head. I you know he came prepared with his responses for do you fit in? Yeah. Well, football's about fame. The South's about Three family, uh, football, and food. And I you know I should have yeah. been in the South a lot longer. You know, and it's just like. Okay, we get it. He also had a prepared joke for the Notre Dame conference thing where he was like, yeah, if I uh, – I've been working on something for a while. It's fixing my slice. and It wasn't going really well, so I moved on. And he was trying to use that as like some sort of comparison yeah. while making a joke. It was a tough crowd, admittedly. Yeah, it's rough. It's, it's really awkward when these coaches make jokes and nobody laughs. And it's also awkward when they call him up the stage and nobody claps. Yeah, it's just a room full of people. Yes, it is. It's, it's a very awkward yeah. silence. Yeah, and I almost did. Remember, uh, <laughs> yeah. Brian? They said, you know, what happens? The commissioner gets up and said, and introduces the coaches, and the coaches walk on the stage mm-hmm. with a reflex in me. I was going to start clapping because that's just Kelly, it's that's natural, just natural reaction. Yeah, yeah. But, but you can't, and you're not supposed to wear team gear, mm-hmm. which that rule has been broken today. Yeah, I it saw happens. some Bama shirts. It happens. Saw some LSU shirts. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Tomorrow will be interesting with Alabama in town, yep. but we'll stick with LSU. LSU returns five starters, Nick, and a plethora of transfers. Yeah, uh, that's that's a, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, there's a lot of new man, uh, a lot it, of new, but but they're so talented. Kayshawn Butte is one of the top receivers in in the league, right? I mean, one on one, he's nearly impossible to cover. Uh, BJ uh, Olajeri, is that he say his name? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Elite pass rusher. Um, so, Ali Gay on the other side. Defensive line, Mason Smith. I think the Tiger's strength is obviously the defensive line. Quarterback, who's it going to be? Uh, is it going to be Brennan, who's been there for six years? Nussmeyer is the redshirt freshman that I'm hearing through my sources mm-hmm. that he's going to be the quarterback. Uh, you know, I, I don't they know. They brought in Jaden Daniels, the runner. F- from and- uh, Arizona State. <laughs> it was – I mean, Kelly's comments were telling. It's like, how do you like your quarterbacks? Well, we've got a lot depth, of depth. Depth, depth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, that, just because you got a lot of options doesn't mean any of them are You heard good. the true freshman this morning yeah. might be the guy. Yeah, and well, granted, those people were from the same hometown as that okay, guy. Okay, there you go. So, uh, that might be why they like Walker Howard as well. Yeah. But I, I also thought it was kind of funny when he mentioned uh, – you know, he's he's like, yeah. They they brought in a couple transfers. I think one Arkansas. was from Arkansas. They're both from Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I don't really like it. But they wanted to play for their home state school. It's like Again, you're so full of crap. The like, portal. Why are you even? And that and that's my thing. It's like, don't even say that. Like, just yeah. be like, we're we're playing the portal game. Yeah. That's why I appreciate Kiffin because. He doesn't try to beat around the bush too much. No. Uh, all in all, though, LSU, they're going to be. Average this year, five hundred. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. It, but it's one of those. If they can get a big win somewhere, if they can go steal yeah. like a, a emotional win for the fan base, that'll mean a lot. Help yeah. them build momentum for next year. Because all in all, I don't think any of us uh, believe Brian Kelly's turning that thing around just like that. No. But 
if he can't win there, then like, I mean, dude, the dude is he's got more wins in he, Notre Dame than Newt Rockney. He's going to win there. Yeah, he is going to it's, win. It's just he is going to write that ship. Mm-hmm. I like how he brought Matt House over from from the Chiefs after he did not land Brad White. Kentucky's defensive coordinator Brad White. He just so, likes those stoops DCs. Yeah, he, so, he real recognized. Yeah. Um, I don't know how this LSU team. I mean, we're all guessing here because there's so much new. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, but I do think well, Kelly will, will do good there. That's a great segue to Ole Miss, Freddie, because yeah. they have even more transfers. Unbelievable. It's, when I write these previews, that's not something – normally when something comes to me, I can bang out a post in 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. I, you know, I worked on these team previews for two weeks. Yeah. At least two weeks. <laughs> so and, many people. And there's all – and how many people – if you read my Ole Miss thing post – most every name in there, that those are transfers, mm-hmm. right? Especially the offensive skill. The, all the most all, besides Mingo, uh, Jonathan Mingo, mm-hmm. are, are transfers on a skill uh, tied in. Three, four receivers. Uh, yeah, Jordan Watkins, Jordan Watkins from Louisville. Yep. Uh, I mean Heath from Mississippi State. Quarterback Jackson Dart. You know, comes over from from USC. Played in six games last year. Got hurt. How is he going to do? I, I don't know. But with Kiffin, he has so much of his quarterbacks, like Matt Corral. Yeah. I don't think Dart can be Matt Corral. He has some similar traits, but that's a lot to put on a transfer. We'll see how that goes. Well, and the other thing, coaches are – they choose their words wisely, even yeah. if you think that Kiffin's just shooting from a hip from a lot of this stuff. Every time a transfer gets brought up, he is pumping the brakes on said transfer. Yeah. Every single time. Like, hey, we got a lot of new guys. They're learning. We got to get into fall camp. We don't know. I'm not thinking about the, that game eight games away. I'm thinking about just letting them learn the offense. He's trying to pump the brakes. And if he doesn't get it figured out, then they might be scrambling by the time October 1st rolls around. If there's such a thing as a easier schedule in the SEC West, Ole Miss has it. Go to Vanderbilt, go mm-hmm. to Georgia Tech, go to Arkansas. Those are winnable games. When you're Arkansas East teams, you get to host Kentucky at home. Yeah, so you get to Kentucky and and Vanderbilt. You know, I, I'm not sure about. I think it is Vanderbilt, but uh, a manageable schedule for the West. A lot of new. We'll see how that turns out. That's a that's a lot of collected talent. Can he turn them into a team? Because well, I did like they. He said, "Yeah, we got talent, but, but we need to to bring in them into the culture of of our program." I think that's the biggest thing. If you notice something, Freddie, too, just go back and look at Lane Kiffin coaching record year by year. Just go back and look at it. You'll notice a trend. It's climbing up, up, up. Year three, boom, breakthrough year. Year four, yeah, and I. It looks eerily similar to what happened at USC yeah. where, where he's been at his other subs. Now, this might be a year, one more year. Like, I think this might be actually his longest stay at any one place, which is crazy. Um, but just something, you know, I, granted, Ole Miss has played Kentucky tight the last two times. Um, now, DK Metcalf ain't walking through that door. Yeah. Uh, but AJ Brown. Yeah. Like those, those, those guys aren't walking <laughs> through that door. And they've been really, they've been really close games. But I, I'm just I'm just letting fans know that this they're boomer bust. Yeah. Like if you picked Ole Miss to win nine games or you picked them to win four, I would 
be like, huh, I could see it. To I, either I one. could go. I could go even for I, you could pick, pick them to win ten games mm-hmm. or four or five. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's I, the, their variance is all over the board. Extremely so. high ceiling, extremely low floor. Yeah, it, uh, it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's going to be a, a wild ride. Uh, at at Ole Miss this year, and, by, yeah, and then by the time Missouri got up, Drinkwitz, it was I zoned well, out a little bit. All right, Freddie, there was one thing that didn't keep us entertained. What's that? The Atlanta speed bump. Atlanta speed bump. Yes, <laughs> we had the Hoover lamp. Yeah, uh, the last time we we put our collective brains down yeah. there way back in 2017, people kept tripping over that little Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, deal. Now they put these speed bumps over to cover up the cords, it's the big four, old extension cords. Four trips today. Four trips. That's four a, trips. That's nope. a good count. Yeah. I, if somebody goes to the ground, I'm not going to count that because I'm not going to, you know, I feel sorry for them and try to help them up. But just little slight trips. But you, if you if you did get hurt, you know what you could do? You could call Morgan and Morgan. Call Pound Law. Pound Law, that's all. That would for take the care people. of it for the people. That's right. What's crazy is they have 800 attorneys. 800 attorneys, whether you're in Kentucky, Florida, New York, they're all across America. Everywhere. Just dial pound wall, that's all. Or 529 on your cell phone, 24 hours, seven days a week. They're Anytime. a big firm. They can handle your case, whether it's big or small. Yeah. And they don't get paid unless you get paid. Exactly. And then on our way down, I took a picture of the Morgan & Morgan billboard just outside of Atlanta. You I see really, them everywhere. Yeah, they they all, they had a Jordan Rogers one last year. They had one or no, not Jordan Rogers. Uh, the big dude, ninety nine for Georgia. Jordan Rogers, the SEC guy. Oh, Jordan Davis. Yes, they had Jordan Davis. Then they had the one in Lexington with yeah. uh, uh, Justin Rogers, Bowie McCall, yeah. all those big boys. Yeah, so we're big fans of Morgan and Morgan. Yes, Check them we out for the people dot com. Um, this is new. This happened, so we we're doing a lot more video kind of stuff work. So we're trying to figure out how this stuff works. So we left before the players started talking. There's a Missouri player talking a little bit of trash, Freddie. Should oh, we listen? Yeah. Let's. Um. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna effort to make this work. So I don't know if it will or not, but we'll try. my personal opinion, uh, but I feel like Kentucky, to me, is more of a rivalry game than Arkansas, personally, you know, um, because we, Arkansas, like, yeah, it's like a battle line rivalry, but, like, we don't have bad blood there, you know what I mean, like, we don't like Kentucky, they don't like us, um, it's been that way since, I remember I was a senior in high school, and uh, Kentucky played at Missouri, and they, like, won on the last play of the game because of a PI call, mm-hmm. and they had, like, a timeless down yep. or something, something <laughs> stupid. Um, and then they lost, we lost some that next year, my freshman year, that was actually my first career start that game. So um, we lost them, that was pretty personal to me. Then my sophomore year, we beat them at home, and that was amazing. And then, obviously, last year, we lost them by, like, seven or something, something crazy, like, in the last minute after a block kick. Um so that's a game that I feel like is forever gonna. I feel like that needs to be our new rivals, honestly, because you know there's actually some sort of bad blood there with Arkansas. I mean, you know, we want to win that game, but like, I mean, I, I don't hate them personally. That's just me speaking. You know, I, I have nothing against those guys, but Kentucky, I just hate that white and blue. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but and how much tougher is that game to come with Will Levis now at quarterback? Yeah, he obviously had um, a really great year last year. Yeah, he was he was a stud last year. Sorry, um, he yeah, was good. a stud last year. Um, Probably one of the best quarterbacks in the country, honestly. You know, I, when me and my friends, we always talk, and 
think about last year and stuff, and I always said that he was one of the best guys, best quarterbacks that I've faced since I've been in college, you know. So um, looking forward to see what he does with new guys around him, you know, at the receiver position, and looking forward for those guys to come to Columbia. So let, let me interpret that. It was Martez Manuel, defensive back. Kentucky's more of a rivalry than Arkansas because Missouri thinks it should beat Kentucky every year. I don't think they really got a chance against Arkansas the way <laughs> the way they're going now. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's also – But I agree because Kentucky, to be good, you have to win the Battle of the Columbias. You have to yeah. beat Arkansas uh, – I was Arkansas. You have to beat Missouri and South Carolina. So, I, I kind of agree with him. Doesn't it kind of remind you of Kentucky beating South Carolina? Yeah. Back when Spurrier had him rocking and rolling. Yeah. They were winning every year. And you were you felt like you were playing them close, and yep. it took forever to finally knock that door down. Mm-hmm. When they when Kentucky won that game, it was the first game John Sherman didn't go to, and it was they converted something like sixteen to twenty one third downs, three or four fourth downs. I mean they it was it was a slow drip, a slow bleed, and they got that win. That was that was the biggest win of Drinkwitz's first year. Yeah. So um, I I think it's pretty clear that this game. Uh, the SEC East is competitive. Yes. This game means a lot to him. And, Freddie, I love it. I love it. Because, like, you you need to make sure that your team is ready for that sleepy 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff uh, on gray skies in Columbia, South Carolina in October. Because you know who's the next week? It's at Tennessee. Yeah. That could be – that game at Missouri, that can be a trap game. Thank you so much, Martez Manuel, because yeah. your quotes are going to be all over that UK locker room. 19 transfers at Missouri. A transfer at every defensive position on the team. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But it, it's smart. Uh, I don't know how good they are. Uh, I know Luther Burton, uh, true freshman receiver, mm-hmm. can play. I mean, if he, they, if, if he projects from high school to college – that's a big. That's a big signee for oh, Drinkwitz. They, they, they. He's done well in the state of Missouri, uh, St. Louis area. Yeah, they've got. Like, as he said, they've had their two highest ranked recruiting classes in school history in back to back years. Right. So he's got some recruiting chops, especially in that St. Louis area. Um, but you know what they do have coming back? You got two long snappers. <laughs> I mean. I don't know. When he said they that. They got all these yeah. newcomers, but they got long snappers. Yeah. Back, so, you yeah. know their stability. Yeah. You, you, you know you, you know your coach speak when you say we return both long snappers. Oh, he uh, he said also there is a continuity to our program. Oh, there is. The four defensive coordinators in four years, a yeah. lot of continuity there, Eli. Yeah. I just – I. That's not your favorite coach, is it? He just – he tries so hard. He tries. He's such a tryhard. Oh, look at me in my cool Jordan shoes. Be, be, be. I, I, I. Here's the thing, Freddie. I know that some of my hatred for Eli Drinkowitz is because he plays Kentucky well. He's a good coach. He's a good game planning coach. But man, his his stick, his his energy and stuff. That's probably just who he is. But it feels like it feels so disingenuous. I don't know what it is about it, but like I'm gonna. Show up and uh, I, 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 we're giving out free hot dogs. Everybody come see our pro. Like it's just everything he does. It feels so over the top, and I just I just cannot stand it. I just I just want to give him a noogie, shove him into a locker. You you're dead on about that could be a trap game for Kentucky because you've been there. The environment. I know a lot of Kentucky fans haven't been there. Uh, it's not exactly 
an electric stadium. Nope. It's not Vanderbilt. I don't know how to describe it. It's <clears throat> I, yeah, well, it's strange. The bleachers are far away from the field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're kind of up a hill a little they're, bit. They're late arriving if they do arrive, and it's just uh, – The gray skies there. Yeah, it's just it's, – it's different. I will say this. In all my years of football, which is a bunch, which are a bunch, yeah, my grammar's terrible. <laughs> I swear. Uh, a bunch, a bunch of years. I think the most impressive football thing that I've seen in person is Kentucky holding Drew Locke in Missouri to zero first downs in the second half. The game that jo- uh, C.J. Conrad caught the touchdown at the the game that that player was talking about. Well, that's why they're so ticked off at Kentucky. I don't blame they them. Know, I, they I know. I would be they too. <laughs> Such an awesome win. I mean, the zero first downs with an NFL quarterback. I mean, that was like the Remember the Titans where they're like, not another yard. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, that that performance by Kentucky. Well, tomorrow is Alabama. Yep. So, it's going to be different. When Oh, it, you know what we didn't mention? What? We we got to mention it. The dude that uh, – the dude that's got his mustard bottle signed by oh, Kevin. Oh, yeah. You saw it. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Dude legit got his mustard bottle signed. Well, I would too. He brought a Publix mustard bottle – Kiffin signed it, and he joked like, yeah, it was kind of weird. He had on a uh, – I think it was actually an LSU shirt when I went and spoke to the guy. But that's a shout-out back to the that Tennessee game. What was even funnier, I didn't realize this, when Ole Miss hosted Tennessee in baseball this year. Yeah. He threw out the first pitch, and he threw out a golf yeah, ball. Yeah, you didn't see that? Oh, I didn't know about yeah, that yeah, until yeah. now. And he's like, you know, it was my plan all along. We got swept, but under the radar, we were we were climbing. And they went out and got themselves a national Autograph team. seekers in Atlanta don't compare to Hoover. There's way more at Hoover than, than here yeah. in Atlanta. Well, way, you know, way more. We are in the middle of uh, Wait till Georgia Alabama, gets Auburn. Here. Wait till Georgia gets here, too. That will be a big one. Yeah. It, um, there's another storyline I'm interested to follow just to get all the different takes on. Yeah. Who's second in each conference? Yeah. Or in each division, I should say. You're getting – you're going to get a variety of answers. Jordan Rogers has Kentucky fourth in the East, so I, I think you're going to get a lot of that. Um, Did you hear about uh, Tim Tebow? Yeah, he, he's a Will Levis believer. Yeah, good for hey, him. Thou shall not lie. Yeah, Will Levis, second best quarterback in the Southeastern Conference. But tomorrow's different because Bama. Yeah, I mean, when Nick Saban is at Media Days, it's different. It just is. I mean, look at Lane Kiffin, poor guy. Four questions. And you don't get what ten questions, maybe at most during yeah, a press maybe co- a dozen, you know, maybe a take. dozen. Four of them were about Alabama, mm-hmm. so I can understand Kiffin get a little frustrated there. Uh, but Saban and and the Crimson Tide will be here tomorrow. That'd be crazy. Yep. Uh, but uh, when Georgia gets here, I think we're going to see the autographs. Which Georgia is going to be leading off Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. with, and that's Kentucky Day. Yep. People are calling it Georgia Day, but we all know it's Kentucky Day. I will say it's going to be an interesting crowd in that room by the time Stoops goes at about two thirty. Yeah, that's he, he's he's the last person to step up to the podium. Yeah, curious because, and I think he's going to like it. I think is they Stoops. You know how much Mark Stoops he loves he loves the doubters. He loves the haters. Yes, he does. Bring it on. Give them a chip to put on their shoulder. Autograph people at these things. What's the odds they whatever they get signed they they sell? 
Oh, when Will Levis comes there. in, it's going to be very high. Now, some of them, I saw somebody that it was. They just had kind of a poster thing, so they can't sell it. Yeah, really. But I'd say there's going to be a lot of folks trying to get Will Levis's autograph. What about Will Anderson draft? Oh my god, Bryce Young, that dude, those dudes, Brock Bowers, is. I mean, Bama. Who's going to beat him? This year, nobody. Stetson Bennett? Nobody. I, I, I've got – I mean, they had a Jamison Williams go down. Like, Kirby well, Kirby could not lose that game. The, Bama had two starting receivers and two starting cornerbacks out and was was a, was a couple of receivers away from beating Georgia last year. <laughs> they went out and got Eli Ricks and like yeah, cornerback for Yeah. Him. And I'm hearing that he's competing. It's not a guarantee <laughs> that he's going to start – yeah. so damn good. Yeah. How does Nick Saban does he when does he sleep? He doesn't. It's the process. <laughs> the, the process, but the process will be here tomorrow, and we're going to have a, a lot more uh, stuff coming from yep. you tomorrow. You can follow me on Twitter at Fred Maggard six zero six. Nick, what's yours? Uh, Roush KSR. You know who else doesn't sleep? Who? Morgan and Morgan. Never. Twenty four seven, three sixty five. Yeah. Dow Pound Law. That's all. Yeah. For the people. And did you know that, that, that Morgan & Morgan is an official sponsor of UK Athletics? No, I didn't know yes, that. Yes, they are. Love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. But big, big thanks to Morgan & Morgan uh, for uh, partnering with KSR. Mm-hmm. And they're the reason we can provide you with some of the uh, ridiculousness yep. and a little bit of serious football mm-hmm. down here. We hope you enjoy it. I hope you like this podcast. Follow this podcast. Because all podcasts from SEC Media Days are going to be on the Depth Chart Podcast feed, if I'm not mistaken. And they're all sponsored by Morgan & Morgan. So what else could you ask for? Keep it locked, folks. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. See you.